Rugby Podcast with your host, Tim Wilshere. Welcome along, everybody. It's uh, the 16th of January, 2020. I'm out here in East Brisbane uh, with a podcast with uh, two very, uh, I guess, creative gentlemen, very uh, two gentlemen with a great cause. Uh, welcome along to the From the Valley podcast, Ed Ross and Daniel Allen of Trademark. Thank you very much Thanks for having us, mate. Thank you very much for uh, bringing, I guess, uh, doing this up in your uh, studio here today uh, out at East Brisbane. I guess where we like to start the podcast first is just a bit of background information about uh, both of you guys. You can obviously share as much as you want to share. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I'll start with Ed, if you like. Ed, uh, your background, uh, you were obviously a, a Queenslander. Yeah, born and bred in uh, Longreach, Queensland. Um, yeah, born and brought up on sheep and cattle places out there with... Um, yeah, my folks, and did uh, boarding school from grade six in Toowoomba for two years, and then um, yeah, to Churchy here in Brisbane for um, for senior school, and then yeah, out to the territory for a few years, and a little bit of education at Marcus Oldham down in Geelong, and then I uh, did a mature age apprenticeship and met this bloke here. Yeah, so Daniel, whereabouts were you born? Where did you come from? St Margaret's Hospital in, um, in in Surrey Hills in Sydney. I was delivered by my auntie. She pulled me out by my ears. That's why they <laughs> stick out a little bit. That's what she told I've me seen, anyway. I've seen a lot worse. That's what she told me anyway. Going up. Thank you, thank you. That's the nicest Don't thing anyone's ever up. said to me. Um, no, true story though. Yeah, because that's what she told me. That's what yeah. I told everyone at school for a long time. So, um, yeah, born and bred in Sydney. Um, Finished school, um, got into a carpentry apprenticeship, and as a sec, when I was a second year apprentice, I was ready to quit my apprenticeship because I just wasn't finding any good work. I just didn't feel like I was it was landing the way it was supposed to be for me. And um, an opportunity to work for a builder up in Brisbane for two weeks brought me up here. Um, two weeks turned into ten years, so that brings us here today. So I mm. kind of just came up and stayed. I'm certainly not a Queenslander, but I... No, is it New South Wales versus Queensland come state of origin time Not cool. Of course, yeah. But it's we not, try and, we not try come and origin time. It's, it's all, all the time. time. Yeah, yeah, it's all the time. Every day of the week for us. <laughs> Every day of the week, fair enough. That's, that's uh, good. So a little bit of background, I, I guess, Ed. What was uh, growing up, what sports did you get into? What, sorry? Sports. Sports. Uh, well, I was on the land for, for most of it, uh, but mum used to drive uh, my sister and I sort of 80 k's uh, one way, so yeah, 160 k's round trip twice a week for swimming training and at Mudderborough. Um, when I was yeah doing school of the air, and then uh, Dude, she'd be spewing if you drowned. Yeah, I know she would be spewing <laughs> if I drowned. But uh, so yeah, we used to used to do a lot of swimming, um, and then uh, yeah, sort of grade four and five, I used to yeah be pressuring dad to drive me into Longreach, which is like a 400 k round trip to. Going and play cricket, and he got jack of that, so he sent me off to boarding school. So yeah, yeah it was mainly mainly cricket, and um, yeah. yeah, and that growing swimming growing up. And what I guess was working on the farm your first job, or was something else? Yeah, no, um, yeah, definitely helping dad. Like, um, yeah, I still think back to how I was ever yeah able to do what I was what I did so like yeah when I was sort of seven eight years old I was driving around in a Suzuki ute with a 22 semi-automatic rifle and a dog and checking um, like we were living on like 113,000 acres and I'd be out there cleaning troughs and yeah doing all that stuff by myself and yeah loved it just to thrived on um, yeah work out in the bush and 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 that um, sense of you know responsibility I just yeah always loved it and riding horses every afternoon and motorbikes it was great. Do you miss sort of going out there? Do you miss? Do you miss it? No, I was only telling Mum this morning. She was in here packing shirts for me, and um, 
I said, oh, we're just sort of talking about, you know, would never have thought we'd end up doing what I'm doing now is sort of the, my first real business. Um, yeah. But, uh, and she said, you know, do you miss it? And I said, no, I, I actually have not missed it at all. Like when I okay. was, yeah, when I was working um, after school in the Territory for those three years, I was, um, yeah, right into camp drafting and, um, yeah, um, running stock camps with blokes. And I just sort of don't look back on it now wanting to do it sort of ever again really like I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing and yeah living in the city it doesn't yeah it doesn't really phase me love yeah. it beautiful so Daniel what about you what did you any sport that you had uh, or played growing up much or was it computer game I was a very active kid very active, oh, active. kid computer I was, games I was outside <laughs> I was in yeah, not so much in the computer games. I mean, I d- definitely had a PlayStation, but it was felt like I'd play FIFA, soccer. So I played so I soccer. Like, yeah. I played outdoor soccer for two teams. I played yes. indoor soccer for another team. I did athletics, long jump was my jam, um, and uh, cricket as well. It was one season I'd be a batter, the next season I'd be a bowler, and sometimes I'd be a, a decent all rounder. But yeah, mm. it never all fell into place at once. So and yeah. uh, what was your first job? Delivering. Uh, pamphlets for Chiro's Chicken Shop down at West from Westfield Burwood. I used yeah. to he used to pay me twenty bucks to take a pile of pile of pamphlets and deliver them. So I'd take the twenty bucks, go straight down to the servo, buy an anaconda snake, and I'd take the pamphlets to um, a set of uh, units that I knew I could offload. I could offload them all real quick. I delivered. Were they I, even in his precinct? Were they in his area? Yeah, pretty <laughs> close. Yeah, definitely. But like. I'd, I didn't jam all of them into one box. I'd put an individual one into all the box, but I'd just go to all the unit blocks because I knew I could yeah. get rid of them all real quick. So Savvy. I mean, he didn't say not to, but <laughs> so, but he, he cottoned on after I was back pretty quick for another mm-hmm. stack of pamphlets. You know, yeah. so. so I guess, uh, and did you guys meet sort of fairly young in your adult life? Were you sort of, that how you guys, when did you meet? No, we only met uh, end of 2014. So I... Uh, About six years, five, six years ago, yeah. Shit, yeah, it is, isn't it? Twenty twenty. Um, so yeah, I uh, started um, yeah mature age apprenticeship when I moved back to Brisbane, and Dan. And that was carpentry. Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. carpentry. And Dan was um, the he, he and I started working for the builder in in Brisbane. Out of a job at um, Kenmore on the same day. It must have been September October two thousand fourteen. Yeah, I was a couple of years out of my trade, and Ed was just—I think it was your first. It was my Ed's first start of building site. First start of building site, and I'd never heard anything like <laughs> this bloke over here. He really was fresh off cattle stations. He sounded yeah. like it too. Me coming from Sydney, I was—I just never. And I was like, "Wow, what is this guy?" And so to think that we forged a, a partnership and a mateship, and are here now, it does blow me away because it just. There's not too many reasons. Those sort of things, I mean, that can happen from the most unlikely, you know, in in some cases. This is a great story that, you know, the backgrounds are so completely uh, opposite uh, when it it comes to uh, where you guys came from, you know, big city versus country. uh, And now we're in uh, a big town here in Brisbane. So, and and basically, you know, starting up your own business, which we'll talk about as well. But um, that's that's really, really good. So, um, I guess Trade Mutt. So, just... Uh, for the listeners there, so Trade Mutt, tell us a bit about what Trade Mutt actually is and, and uh, I guess how long it's been going for and when it started, that sort of thing. So the brief one is um, Trade Mutt is a social enterprise workwear company designed by tradies and for blue collar workers of all kinds. We make bright Larry shirts designed to act as a catalyst to starting conversations about mental health and making, yep. making a visible issue impossible to ignore. That's, yep. the, that's the one that, line. That's the, that's the one line. Um, 
obviously being tradies ourselves, that's the, the, the background for the work where we always had, on, on a building site, I don't know if you know, but sometimes you do quite monotonous jobs and to get yourself yeah. through the day, you talk quite a lot of nonsense with, with each other and mm. talk about different ideas. I mean, as everyone does, what would you do with a million bucks if you won the lotto, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, another idea that we had was a workwear, a line of funky workwear because we were sick of wearing the same old stuff. Mm to work um so that was its own idea um, yeah, which it's obviously come to fruition the last couple of years exactly right yeah, yeah. um in 2015 working together um that's when uh, one of my best mates took his life um, okay. so that was um that was obviously a, a real shock and working together ed was my probably number one support network day to day spending so much time together so we obviously bonded quite a lot over that, and, and so that was something that shook obviously both of us up, but for different reasons. He wasn't a mate of Ed's, but Ed got to process and see the way I processed that whole s- scenario, I yeah. suppose. So it was quite Closely, yeah. it was quite a shock for both of us in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the start of the mental health journey, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, tying the two together those two ideas we wanted to do the work where we started to explore it we learned about social enterprise and using profit for purpose and how we could actually make a a positive social impact through business um and that was the start of it that's that's how we got going the two ideas came together and we've never looked back Mm. no that's really really good um so I guess workwear, it's an interesting line of sort of business to get into, really, when you think about it. Um, it's, you know, retail, generally the retail out there is always very competitive. Um, clothing has always been a competitive. Workwear is even competitive. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Oh, yeah, but I mean, there's just not, everything's doing, everyone's doing the same thing. Yeah, that's, well, there's a lot of people that are you know, copying one another. But this is certainly a lot more, this is original idea. This is something that you guys have come up with. This is something that's, you know, you've obviously got different designs. Yep, um, yep. Even you've got different names for the, the different shirts. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we're just doing it completely sort of different. Like, we're, we're a workwear company, but we're basically, yeah, just a beacon of mm. getting conversations yes. done about mental yeah. health. But, um, yeah, we're sort of, yeah, making an impact in a few different ways. Like, the, the workwear always needed to be outside the box to be able to make the impact with the with the conversations we wanted to have and to stand out um, the layer of the design the better so it's sort of anyone that sees one of these work shirts you sort of can't get them anywhere else yeah um, and there's there's nothing really out there we thought straight away when we brought these out people would be copying us straight away but we haven't seen anything else sort of come out in the workwear industry as yet that sort of adding variety mm. so we're still yeah still sort of the only people doing it which is surprising mm. and to your point yeah the workwear industry any industry is competitive right yeah. isn't it so it's just a matter of um, but, you know you obviously you've got a great niche you know that yeah point of difference, uh, point point of difference. Of difference. Yeah. a few points of difference there you know yeah that yeah, and you, I mean, you, I think anything done differently and for the right reasons can mm. really have an impact and can really stand out. You know, I mm. think it doesn't matter what you do if you believe in mm. what you're doing and you and you do it in in, a, in an authentic and genuine and a different way. I mm. suppose you can you can get cut through into any market. Mm. So yeah, something. So, yeah, so I mean that's that's certainly um, starting up your own business, especially, you know, something like this, you, you guys, you know, should be uh, congratulated for where you've got this uh, business to at the moment. Thank you. Uh, it's certainly very, very well 
it's starting to get well uh, known around the place. Obviously, you, we, we all know Brisbane's a small place. Tiny. It's teeny Very tiny. tiny. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we just had a chat uh, before the podcast started just basically saying some of the, the people that, and uh, you know, that we both know and uh, that you've been on a podcast of a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, Career um, Development Centre and and uh, been on their podcast and they've got a focus on uh, mentally well work workplaces yeah. and they're a great business and, they, you know, what they stand for, you know, is is making a huge difference out there to to workplaces in a, in Australia, and this here is is also making huge differences. Especially, we're mainly talking more the construction industry, I'm assuming, but it's certainly making a lot of you know a lot of difference to people out on sites and and that sort of thing as the word gets out there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think people have, the mental health conversations evolved a lot. And it everyone, has. Everyone has. Everyone has a story to tell, and everyone's experienced something, even if it's not suicide directly everyone mm. knows someone or has experienced their own their own struggles and i think what we've found out is that people are dying to talk about this stuff mm. that's actually a really bad pun but um people want to talk and these things have given them an opportunity to to really do it in a fun way i yep. think that's been one of our biggest areas where we've cut through it's been a, a, a fun way for people to be able to relate to the topic and um and and that's and we're, we're quite proud of that yeah and no, that's really really good um, we took, yeah, so we talked about Brisbane being a small place. Now, I guess the other thing I, I've uh, noticed, you guys have started your own podcast. Uh, to to, to tell the Valley, uh, from the Valley podcast list, what's the name of your podcast? Trademutt's 120 Grit Podcast. It's Rough cool. enough to take the surface off without tearing it apart. Yeah, the podcast for the working class, we like to call it. Excellent. So make sure you look that up. That's on, I guess, everywhere on, on the internet. Yeah, on, yeah, on it's on all the apps. App Store. Podcasts, oh, App Store. <laughs> Podcast, yeah. Yeah, podcast apps. All, all the popular podcast platforms and YouTube, yeah. yeah. So 25 episodes in, how have you found that experience? Love awesome. it. Love awesome. it. It's, um, I can just tell you guys, because when I listened to that episode uh, when you were on the podcast a year or so ago, um, what we were mentioning before, you guys did seem to enjoy you know, being on the podcast. Yeah. So it was fairly natural if you guys wanted to do your own sort of podcast, you'd be very good at it. You know. Oh, so, thanks, mate. Well, I mean, we just sort of wanted to be able to have the conversations we want other people having. Yeah basically on a daily basis so yeah we've had uh quite a broad range of guests from um yeah mates of ours um yeah right up to yeah darren lockyer and greg martin david shillington um had yeah Bo uh, robinson on yesterday so yeah it's basically a really broad cross-section of people um that are just sharing their real stories so um sort of and i think that that first episode you did that was the guy from maths wasn't it yeah yeah mick gould yeah big fella <laughs> Legend of a bloke. That would have been funny. Yeah, he's a unit. He's got some good insights into what I've goes on. I've never watched an episode of Maps in my life. Dan's lying. I had to. <laughs> I had to pretend like we, like I knew what was what was going on. So it's a little bit hard to keep up with. But uh, Mick Gould is a is a, a true character. Yeah, yeah, he is a how he's on the TV. I guess he's a dead yeah. set legend. Yeah. he's a champion of a bloke. Big good, Mick. good guy. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a bit about your podcast. It's. It, you like listen to other people's podcasts. You probably don't. You said probably before the year, you probably don't get as much time to. to I listen that. to TED Talks a bit, but I only listen to it in the in the car, sort of. Um, and I only live five minutes around the corner, so I basically listen to it whenever I go out to my um, yeah parents in Laura at Pittsworth. Normally, put a podcast on. Um, yeah, I like TED Talks. Listen to a bit of Joe Rogan. I like um, Joe Rogan too. I like the Mike Tyson podcast. Yeah, it's, Mike Tyson podcast is pretty good. He's actually, an absolute cracker. Um, yeah, his episode with um, oh god, what's the guy's name from um, Jackass? 
Steve-O. 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 Yeah. Steve-O. My God, yeah. So, But, yeah, no, there's, there's lots of great content out there. So there's something yeah. out there for everyone these days. Yeah, no, Joe Rogan's definitely one of the inspirations behind my podcast. The king, um, the podcast king. He is the podcast king. I mean, probably the most listens in the world, I, I, I'd assume. Oh, uh, the, the guests that he has on, uh, you know, obviously at least one or two a week you might want to listen to, but they go for three or four hours, a lot of them. But, yeah, uh, it's tough. Uh, so unless you're going all the way out to where you're going, yeah. you, might, you may get through a whole episode, or it's a good way to send yourself to sleep sometimes. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. done that uh, before. Yeah. <laughs> so you listen there and the wife's going, what are you still listening to Joe Rogan for? <laughs> exactly. Uh, get off the fucking... <laughs> yeah, but he's got a lot of good, um, you know, the way they do it, the way he does it and cuts it up into snippets of gold and different little bits of... You can do all that. They've got an editor that sort of does all that. Exactly, really good, yeah. yeah. And so there's some really, even um, related to the conversations that we're having, there's lots of really good insights um, on his podcast around the mental health space and, and motivation, goal setting, all that kind of stuff. So, yep. And he really speaks to our audience as well. So yep. um, I think it's quite relatable and that's what's yep. the most important. The Tyson Fury one he did. Yep. I was going to mention that. I was, yeah. it was actually wrong on the tip of my tongue. Tyson, Tyson Fury, um, that was a, one of the best podcasts uh, out there that he did. Yeah, uh, and it's certainly, certainly, um, uh, his his uh, journey about mental health. Yeah, um, bought, I bought his book recently. Um, it's just come out. If you guys haven't got it, yeah, right. worth, worth buying. It does sort of probably go into a little bit um, what actually he said on the podcast as well with, with Joe. But um, a very good story. You know, it's a believable story. Uh, and it just shows how he sort of dealt with the, the demons. Yeah. Um, you know, it came back to a few different things and then became exercise was really a thing that really got him motivated and sort of got him got his mental state improved. And did you sort of, what did you think of that? When, yeah, well, I suppose that the interesting story about him was that he had everything uh, and it, he still didn't feel fulfilled. That's um, right. And then he was sort of, well, yeah. Well, the perception is that he's got everything. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. So he um, was obviously, yeah, fueling that void with, um, yeah, drugs and alcohol and um, was just in a, yeah, spiral um, out of control. And then, yeah, that day when he was going to take his life um, and his whole thing is, um, yeah, he's quite a religious person and he sort of, that was a big thing that brought him sort of back from um, yeah his lowest point and uh, yeah he was just sort of talking about how he, yeah his faith and um, finding rejuvenation and, and resetting his whole life with um, yeah exercise and goal setting and, and also diet was a huge thing for him too definitely diet that's for sure it was at 400 pounds at one stage yeah exactly yeah so to get back down to t- you know 260 in fighting shape and yeah and uh, you know he was um, a keto diet man yeah, well, I'm a keto. I've been mean, on the keto diet the last six or seven months. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I like the diet. Have you ever been on it? Or nah. What? Our um, CEO for the charity was on it for about three days. Yeah. <laughs> three days. I think it's one of those things, you've got, if you've got the mentality, once you still, I, mean, I look at carbs differently. I just look at, you know, look, even apples, I don't know. That's evil. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's got to that point, you know, because I just know what's, uh, well, how much, you know, the carb content that's in apples, for example, and a lot of people wouldn't realise that if they, yeah. unless they sort of look at those things. I but, love a good apple. Yeah, I mean, I used to probably eat apples, but not that regularly anyway, so it's not not a big thing. I'm missing what kind out. of apples? What what sort of apples are we talking about? Pink Lady Man. Oh, I'm a Pink Lady Man too. Yeah. I can't. Lance runs those red galas. Oh, you know what? I'm divorcer for that. You never that. trust a Granny <laughs> Smith person. Don't ever trust. Oh, just eating a green apple. Straight up. Yeah. That's not all. Golden Delicious was what I used to like back in the... Golden Delicious. Mm, interesting choice. Um, yeah, when it, when it comes to apples and, and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so that's yeah. So for twenty five episodes in, that's you guys are obviously on the on the fast track to getting your podcast really out there. I think you guys have certainly got got uh, a good topic and a, a good story, and then you know getting the good uh, guests along certainly is going to make you guys uh, you know should be able to get it get it sort of shared out there quite widely. Interestingly, yes, good guests like for sure, you know, helps us get some airtime or whatever, but some of our most listened to podcasts have been yeah, people sure who don't yeah. have a profile yeah. but just have a profound story, which yeah. has been really interesting, that really raw, yeah. Um, yeah, genuine sort of stuff. Yeah, I think, I think the nice thing I've found with, with podcasts and um, yeah, the 80 episodes or so, that, that the it, it does come down to the person that's on the podcast, you know, how they share it as well, like you can share it as, as well as you can, but if they've got a a good network and they'll and they share it around it certainly yeah generates a lot more listens for the podcast as well Most definitely, mm. yeah. so and with you guys uh, you know you've got um about i think it's fourteen thousand facebook followers yeah actually Roughly, that's right yeah, yeah. About that. so that's really really good guys mm. that's that's fantastic so yeah, yeah that's that's uh, only going to keep growing you know? yeah yeah and yeah it's amazing the way it works with social media isn't it so that's where it's what it's all about yeah exactly just keep the socials going yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that I, I did listen, I've listened to a bit of you and done a little bit of research, but one of the most important things that, that you sort of bring a message across as is being a good bloke. Okay. That's on our web, that, is that still on our website? That was always know, on our website. I've, 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 yeah, it is on our website. I've done a, as I said, I've done a little bit of research and this is a theme that, I'm, that, I've, that I've come across. Mm. Being a good bloke is, is really, really important. And if you can sort of look at yourself and know that you've been a good bloke, that's just going to going to basically give you more self-esteem and that sort of thing and you know it's a way of is that a way of, of sort of keeping yourself in check or well, I suppose yeah I'll let you talk about it yeah well I, I suppose our, our thing is that, yeah you should you should pretty much know whether or not you're being a a good bloke. A good bloke. <laughs> well, we, I think people do know. People definitely do know. Like we yeah. just had Darren Lockyer in the pod on the podcast, and he yeah. said to us one of the most profound things that he said was that he that has carried him throughout his career is respect. Mm. This is coming from a, an Australian sporting icon and who, mm. who's who's reached every you know the highest of heights in in rugby league, and his number one thing is respect for people no matter what, no matter who they are, throughout his career, for his coaches, for his fellow players, for the young guys. And um, that was just an, and I think that ties in perfectly with being a good bloke. It's about it's about a level of respect that you just show to other people, no matter what their situations may be. And I think when it comes to the mental health space, that's what I think holds a lot of blokes back, that fear of shame. But if you can actually sort of allow, you know, show them that respect and um, that non-judgmental approach, that's what we mean by being a good bloke. Mm. Mm. No, that's that's really that's a good message to you know to sort of put through. I think, and it, it does you know give it gives people looking at you know you guys a bit more that they should respect that. You know, is what I'm saying. Where I where I come from, that's you know that's important, and that you, you know always try to get out there and do the right thing whether it's for my clients whether it's yeah whether it's um for my friends it's uh, a very australian thing you know it's like being fair income it is a it's fair income it's it's a very australian thing it's great that that all connects the dots for for what you guys are all about yeah Mm, exactly so that's that's really what uh that so um i guess Having a look at a few other things, I, I, I just had a look at you. Is it you a rabbit supporter? Massive, massive rabbits. Even you were born in Queensland. Yeah, right? born in Longridge. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, go figure. What about who's your team? I'm a I'm a tiger. I'm a West Tiger. I was a Balmain Tiger. I, yeah, 
Yeah, I've got a story about going for them, but I'm not as diehard as NRL supporter as this guy here. He, he's going to be. He's going to end up commentating rugby league one day potentially, or at least on his or, own radio show. Or, or yeah, my goal is to Certainly goal is to have a director, be a director for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah, that, that's that's excellent. I mean, commentating that's that's something you could probably do. There's no doubt about that. I've, I've sort of done a little bit of that with. Um, I'll throw my TV out the day that he commentates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> On record. Yeah. I did a... Um, I'm, one of my other passions is mixed martial arts. Like, I like, I like following the mixed martial arts. Massive UFC fight coming up this Sunday. Yeah, there is. Well, we can talk about that in a minute. Um, but, yeah, I love mixed martial arts and the UFC and, and all of that sort of thing. And, uh, anyway, I've got some, some mates that I've had on the podcast. Um, you can listen to those episodes if you want. But there's Ben, ben Ten Nguyen, uh, who's a Vietnamese um, origin fighter based in Brisbane was in the UFC and also um, Damien Beatdown Brown who's uh, you know Damien? I don't but that's, that's a great nickname. <laughs> if your nickname was Beatdown I'd yeah. be I'd be pretty stoked with that. <laughs> There's far worse nicknames out there. Beatdown. So right. both these guys were in the UFC. Damien's a really you, you, you guys would love him because he's very Australian like you know he's like the Australian of Australians. Yeah yeah yeah. He's um yeah he He's got his own gym now up at Brendale, so he's and he's he's got an ex-army background, so he's got he's been through some PS, you know, PTSD. Oh, yeah. We'll have to get him on. So get him on. He'd, he'd love it. He, he loves podcasts. Or he loves being on podcasts as well. He's been on mine a couple of times. Um, but yeah, so those boys, you know, we went we, we went we went to Gladstone about a year and a half ago. We went to a local mixed martial arts uh, event. And uh, it was anyway. It was Ben, Damien, myself, all the three commentators. It was quite. It was quite funny. Yeah, it was good. But um, <laughs> you enjoy commentating? Yeah, I, I love doing it. I've done actually did it for that for that mob a couple of times. Yeah, well, nice. He, he, here at the toilet as well, which is the Mansfield Tavern, by the way. The toilet. <laughs> the toilet. Yeah. Have you ever been there? I've been there. That's a Pardon the pub. That's what they call it. Sticks like a toilet. Yeah, no, I've definitely been to plenty of pubs that smell like a toilet. Yeah. The Royal Exchange in Tawong smells like a toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Todd Sharp. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get him on there. But uh, yeah, so that they're commentating. That's that's well, I like doing that. I mean, as I said, as you guys know now, I love getting out there and networking. So. Uh, the Valley Chamber, we always, you know, always do do something with that every month and that sort of thing. But you guys, obviously, getting getting out there and networking to be able to get people on your guests or you know people, so that's that's really really that's great as far as that's concerned. Um, I guess who's your? Uh, you can each answer this question separately if you like or whatever. But uh, who are your some of your inspirations? I guess in starting the business and inspirations in you know to be able to get to where you've got to so far in your journey. Well, I, I mean. For me personally, to be able to wear the letters YWA on all of our shirts, that's a, a tribute to my mate who took his life. So that's um, a, a reference to Liverpool Football Club. You'll never walk alone. Um, and that was his yeah. team. He, he lived for that team. Um, yeah. So, And that's an awesome message for the mental health space. But um, something that makes me really proud is that there's thousands of, of people out there who walk around wearing that on their shirts and that's they might not directly know that that's a tribute to Dan but yeah that that's that is quite inspiring for me yeah yeah and that's obviously come about as a, as a result of all of this so yeah that's um something that makes me proud and is, is quite inspiring um, yeah. yeah yeah I mean um, from my side like from the business side like um, 
I know I've always been obsessed with business. I don't have a really like a person that I sort of yeah was inspired by or anything like that. I just remember yeah always growing up, just always being intrigued with what people did, why they did it, and how they did it. Um, yeah. And then yeah, basically every job I ever had, I was always a pain in the ass, annoying, asking people <coughs> why stuff was happening the way it was, and um, yeah, I was always intrigued of why there was different ideas of doing stuff and why they wouldn't do this and why they were doing that and mm. basically I was never in a um a position really to uh have any control over anything that was going on in any of the businesses I was, work- I was working in yeah good. um yeah. so basically yeah as soon as as Dan and I started doing weekend cash jobs and um I probably still didn't have much control at all because Dan was running around run- running the show mm. um but yeah we're setting this up and and I've just yeah I've just been obsessed with it and I've got so many other things I'm working on other stuff now just yeah so obsessed what, with what it. other stuff are you working well on? I can't give too much away <laughs> um, but one of them's around podcasting yeah. but um, yeah it's just a, a tweak and a bit more of a directed um, community of, of like-minded people for sort of <laughs> thing yeah, yeah um, it's yeah I'm pretty excited about it but um, yeah so I'm just that sort of stuff, yeah, and just obviously scaling trade mutton and, and building out what we're doing here and, and improving our impact and expanding our impact basically and, and mm. getting this podcast we're, we're doing out to more people um, and, yeah, just growing a community basically. Yeah, I really, that's, that's a really, really good thing that you're doing there, uh, growing, you know, growing it as a brand community, you know, a way of life in a way. Well, people don't. Um, uh, too many, there's too many businesses out there that it's just so... Uh, what is it driven by um, driven by sales and just hard hard sales and marketing and just buy buy buy? Whereas we're really more of bringing people in, letting them understand our message, what we do, why we do it, um, and if they want to be a part of it, there's something here that can can make them a part of it. If that makes sense, yeah. um, we're, we're I, we I think and we try to be completely different to anything else out there. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, I. I I don't think enough businesses out there care for their customer. Mm-hmm. Um, once someone comes through our door, we want to keep them mm-hmm. and, and, and give them as much value post-purchase as possible rather than try and sell on the world, give them something and then see them out the back door. Um, yeah, it's sort of we always try and follow up, see how people are going, how, how the shirts are, the impact they're making. That's, that's what we give a shit about, basically. Yeah. And I guess with the Australian market, you sort of go on to most corners of Australia, like all over Australia. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Australia-wide, Tassie, NT. We haven't. There's every state and territory we've sold a shirt into. Yeah, starting to sell some into New Zealand now. Sent. Yeah, oh, really good. that's great. Couple into Britain, Canada, Germany, Antarctica. Yeah, Antarctica. Yeah, it's getting around. See, it's really getting around. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm. I like mm. it's getting to Germany and Europe. And yeah, yeah, Europe. Yeah, Scotland. One was the other day. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm. And that just, is that just through uh, the, the presence on social media? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Well, yeah. Other, also other people, like, obviously everyone in Australia who we've got a shirt on, they've got their own networks and they're posting stuff on Instagram or whatever and yeah. they've got connections all over the world. So yeah. it's amazing how it spreads and because, as Ed said earlier, they they stand out, there's nothing else like them, they market themselves, so they do insight, um, they just spark the mm. conversation they're intended to, whether it's what is that Larry shirt or once people even understand the meaning behind them it gets them going so um, yeah amazing how they get out there mm. so what sort of music do you guys into anything any genres in particular do you like a bit of everything I like a bit of everything um, my favourite movie or sorry 
one of my favourite movies is one of my favourite movies is the Blues Brothers um, I grew up playing the bass guitar inspired by Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers so um, yeah Chili Peppers I played in jazz bands growing up concert band um, love music love the um, I love team stuff I like, like teamwork and there's nothing like a band playing in perfect you know to, like perfectly together it's just the best so I love that yeah something I miss actually I'd like to get back into playing in bands but go on then you make time for the stuff you want to do don't you you do yeah and uh, yeah. country and western over here yeah both <laughs> both types of music both country types. and western <laughs> nah I love Johnny Cash I can listen to pretty much anything except like yeah really modern day stuff um, but yeah I really like um, yeah Johnny Cash and that stuff yeah it's probably my, we like my road singing. trip stuff. We like singing yeah, together. Yeah, we do like singing. We yeah. like, like doing spontaneous songs. karaoke bars as well. No, right? no. We're just in, office in the office. Yeah. Distracting everyone. Um, building site. Actually, sing a lot on building yeah. sites. Yeah. Twelfth Man's probably the thing I love listening to the most. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, How uh, classic is the Twelfth Man? It's all on um, Spotify and um, Apple Music now, so yeah. it's great. I just remember growing up as a kid and just listening to, you know, to the Twelfth Man, Billy Birmingham and... Yeah, it's just crazy, yeah. He, he was interviewed on the um, Batuta Advocate podcast, and um, he, it was really cool. He was talking about how um, people would write to him and, and just thank him for what he'd done because there was a, a guy that had written to him and said, thanks um, for, for, for everything you've done because every Christmas um, I, my father and uncle and I would go out and sit in the garage and drink stubbies and listen to the 12th man and that was sort of the only time he spent with his father like that was the only connection he had with his father with these 12th man records it was really quite profound like the impact just that you know comedy um satire stuff yeah meant to people um rather than just a yeah piss take it was like something that was like yeah a big moment in his life yeah it's so funny that richie benno is you know and how crazy he was. Oh, oh it's hilarious, <laughs> yeah. And he used to write, he, whenever yeah. um, he'd make a new album, he'd send it to Richie to um, critique, and he'd always send back, um, okay. yeah, quite nice, but uh, still too much swearing and um, a few other things. <laughs> and um, a few of, the, few of the voices are a bit off, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I think he did Richie and Bill and Tony pretty well. And oh, yeah, Bill and Tony. Well, the, the best part was how he wrote the um, Bone, like his last album was literally, he wrote... It was sort of like what Seinfeld did. He wrote his own story into the last story and won. Sort of, he took the piss out of all of them and, and yeah. beat them and yeah. <laughs> took their jobs yeah. off them. And it was brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. Did you listen to that much growing up? Or? I've listened to bits and pieces of Twelfth Man. Yeah, yeah. I certainly love, like, when I've listened to it, I love it. But I can't quote it the way that Ed can. I listened to it too many I mean, times. I'm a huge, yeah. I'm a huge cricket fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. 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 It's great. Love it. The pronunciation of the, um, the Sri Lankan's name. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What do you mean, was he? <laughs> yeah, keep a jar of pigeon wipe the side. Keep my teeth in a jar beside the bed. Keep my teeth in a jar beside the bed. Or a jar of pigeon wipe for me and dad. That's, that's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, um, that's, yeah, some classic stuff there, but that's sort of descended from the music conversation. Yeah, yeah sorry. But that's okay. Um, what about travelling? Have you guys sort of, Travel much around the world, and what have you seen that you've liked, and what, where would you, where, where's the ideal uh, holiday destination? 
For me, I've done lots of, I've done all of Asia. Um, I've been to the States, you know, places like New Zealand, Tasmania. Yeah. Right yeah. overseas. I was born there, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought something was off. <laughs> um, yeah, um, so I haven't been to Europe. I've got, I'd, I'd like got to, to do Europe. I'd like to get to that. Europe. I'd love to do South America. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, but um, I certainly like like travelling and getting out when I can. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know the answer to this, Dan knows. I went to Italy for my honeymoon. It was phenomenal. We're okay, going back again. Great. Yeah, it was the best. Yeah, Can't yeah. get enough of it. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got married in Vegas. Oh, did you? Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, right. Not, was that a planned person. wedding? It was, yeah. <laughs> it was a planned wedding. We'd been married, what's that, seven years nearly? Yeah, yeah. Yes, seven years in next month, yeah. Yeah, nice, don't forget that. You've been in big trouble. No, I'm pretty, actually, I've already worked out I'm actually, I won't be in town. So oh, no. I already booked a little trip with one of my mates across to Auckland to see the to see the UFC. Yeah, <laughs> right. Every <laughs> weekend. Who are you saying? Uh, well, the, the main event's um, Dan Hooker against, he's a Kiwi, against um, Paul Felder. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, in the main event, so... Yeah, I've been I went to I've been to Auckland before to watch USC back in 2017. It was, it was quite great and just a beautiful place. Um, to go to Waiheke Island for a day as well. Yeah, nice, amazing. Yeah, but um, yeah, the, the UFC. So the big fight this weekend. Uh, you guys follow? Do you follow much of the UFC? I just like Conor McGregor. To be perfectly honest with you, I can't get enough of him. He's I like, great. I like. Um, I do like um, Conor McGregor. But have you heard uh, Cowboy Cerrone's um, podcast with Joe Rogan? Yeah, not is there one not one this week though? Is there? Or? No, it's, no, yeah. So I, I saw one. I listened to one a couple of years ago. Now he's got a crazy story of of um, a diving incident, and the um, I won't go into it. But basically, it was like a life or death scenario when he was yeah dive like doing he does cave like um oh, cave underwater diving. cave diving, and the bloke and the bloke yeah, he was with yeah. the, the bloke he was with did something completely wrong. Panicked, kicked up all this mud. They didn't oh, have enough shit. oxygen. Couldn't see in front of him. The bloke he was down there with died, and Jeez. Cerrone only just got out. Yeah, Jeez, I don't know why he made that. I yeah. Look, yeah, crazy story. Yeah. It would be a crazy story. Mm. And like, if you are like me, and that sort of thing no makes you like claustrophobic, <laughs> like that the idea of underwater scoop, yeah. like to, like in caves. Yeah, it's not my idea of fun. Yeah, um, so that was hectic. So, but yeah, I digress. I do like Cowboy Cerrone and um, and Conor McGregor. It's going to be a good fight this um, Sunday. Um, definitely, I've been looking forward to Conor getting back in there for quite a while. Um, this time, he seems to be a lot more focused. Um, I saw the press conference today. It was on today. It was very subdued. Was it? Very subdued, very professional. Handshaking three times, they shake each other's hand. Very, very unlike Conor McGregor. I think he's got. Well, he if he loses this, he's going to really tarnish his reputation. He will certainly tarnish his reputation. So he needs. This is the only time we've ever seen Conor McGregor go into a press conference this respectful and this, um, you know, subdued. He needs to. Yeah, I mean, what um, means he could be focused. I think both of those blokes have a lot of respect for each each other. They've both done a lot. Like these guys are stalwarts of the UFC. I think they've both done a lot in fighting, and so. Certainly, Cowboy, the all-time leader in wins. And yeah, so that'd be interesting. It's gonna be a bloody good fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely be 
everyone's looking forward to that, and I'm sure they'll break some more records. <laughs> yeah. I, I want the trilogy to happen with um, Nate. Nate, Nate. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one eight, one all, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's they haven't. Yeah, that was back in 2016. They did the two fights. Um, That's right. Feels like a long time. It was four years ago, pretty yeah. much. It's yeah. coming up to four years ago for that. That uh, and that's when you know that's when he started really breaking records. You know, after he got rid of after he did all over 30, 13 seconds. Mm. Uh, it, it that's sort of right. Shit. He, um, you know, and then he had the the boxing match as we know with Floyd Mayweather and and uh, lost to Khabib when he was, you know, underestimated him. I think. Um, yeah. So that's that's coming up this weekend. And what else is sort of going on with you guys at the moment? You're obviously working on a lot of stuff. Is it, is it, what's it, what's the year been like? Pretty busy. Yeah. Chaotic. Uh, but yeah, going well. Um, just expanding the product lines, basically. Um, yeah, pump, punching out the new podcast. Starting to uh, yeah, looking for new space at the moment because we're running out of space in this office. Basically. How long have you been in this place for? One year. Yep. One year we've been here. Yeah. So expanded um, the team um, towards the end of last year. Um, which was massive for us. Yep. Don't think either of us probably could envisage the the caliber of potential staff members that mm. you know that would come on that would that would fit for us. But the, mm. the right people have come along at the right time and and fit perfectly. So you know we've got, that's brings new challenges. Expanding a team, mm. obviously we need more space, and we're going to continue to expand. And um, mm. yeah, so we're navigating all the, the challenges of, mm. of business that you know mm. most people have to navigate but it's happening pretty pretty hard and fast for us but luckily we've got a really good team around us who are, who are mm. got our best interests um, in mind as well so yeah mm. it's great so I guess you guys working together you've, you've known each other for you know some time now five six years as we said at the top of the show um, I guess you always seem to you guys probably seem to get along very very well but I guess your role no 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 I'm just joking yeah keep going <laughs> Um, I guess your, your roles as owners of the business fairly well defined. Like you don't cross each other. You don't sort of uh, nah. cross each other. Needs to be. No, we've got it. We've got our roles clearly defined, but we're also both heavily opinionated about each other's roles. But we okay. we make time for having those discussions now. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I head up the marketing side, the messaging, the social media, the comms. Ed heads up the sales side and, and, and probably the more business development side of things. Yeah, okay. um, so that's really well defined. You, you do that, and you do that. Yeah, too. Yep. and also they're both supernatural roles for us. It wasn't there was no uh, there's no arm wrestling about who's doing what. It was just it's pretty naturally defined. So that's really good. Um, but yeah, it certainly helps. I mean, I remember the early days when we were navigating that, and we were both crossing over. Yeah, no. like shit, who's doing what? Um, yep. But yeah, no, it's happen the way it's happened it's really good mm. so what do you think the hardest thing about uh, going into business together someone what are some of the lessons you may have learned so far and you ex- what you expect to sort of uh, get in the future back yourself basically um yeah probably for us was yeah probably there was a bit there where we took the foot off the throttle and gave it to someone else to sort of we put too much trust in other people to help and subcontracting and stuff like that whereas yeah, you just sort of got to grit your teeth. Obviously, you've got to make you got to make mistakes and learn from them. And there's no, you'd never know if it's right. Um, sort of at the time, you've got to go with your gut. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's probably a big thing for us is just sort of backing yourself. And yeah, what does Tony Robbins say? Burn the boats. Just fucking all in and go at it. Yeah, and I think another big thing, like we for us, we formed our relationship on the building side, and then in mm. forming this business, we you know 
for a quite long period of time we're working seven days a week so five days a week for the builder that we work for and then weekends saturdays and sundays long days mm. um doing our own stuff saving the cash to start this business so we tested our business relationship in a big way in the yeah. early days yeah. doing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and um i mean we're like probably more like brothers than mates because we blew with each other oh. like brothers yeah but we get along like best mates as well do you know what i mean so mm-hmm. we um in terms of our relationship together in business we like we're never afraid to have it out with each other and we stew on stuff for a short amount of time and we we kiss, we kiss and make up yeah. the same day and we and we move on um and so i think that's probably one of the most important things one of the cornerstones of our business and our number one um, value I suppose is transparency and so that's transparency between the two of us and in business in general and I think that's probably one of the most important things that you actually have that ability to to be completely open with each other and um, you know there's no bullshit there so that helps a lot definitely yeah I mean, people certainly, if they if people work sort of with you guys I think they can learn quite a lot about how, how a you know well, it's not always a, a you know a sort of normal working business relationship, but it works. Like you guys. Well, there is no perfect business relationship. No. I wouldn't think. But it, it, yeah. it, it, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm no, no, no. It's, it works. All right, it works. But and it works because of the the traits that you guys bring to the table, and and you know you obviously respect one another. Yeah. Uh, you know, in such a way that you you know what you, each each of you are good at. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know that you, your work ethic is pretty much on par, all that sort of That's stuff. the biggest thing. Yeah. Because so many people um, think shit's just going to happen. Yeah. And it just fucking does not happen. you got to, yeah. you yeah. do have to get in, grit your fucking teeth, do, yeah, days that are long and shit and hard work and stuff goes wrong and you got to, you know, and you, yeah, you have ma- massive fuck ups, but it's just sort of, you've just got to yeah. get on and get it, get it fixed and get yeah keep the show rolling i literally think we couldn't be more um opposite and complementary which yep. is perfect in business yep. and that's yep, something that we stumbled on no you know where your limitations are exactly right and um and so that is perfect for the business but where it really counts we are exactly the same and that's a sense of humor yep. and like things like you know sport conor mcgregor that kind of stuff yep so with those things that that bind us <laughs> For me, that's the most important thing because we, we always, are fortunate. We always retain that, but then yeah, and with all the other stuff in the business and the running of the different sides of the business, we're opposite and complementary, which is yeah, an accident, a perfect accident. Definitely helps um, yeah. being able to have been working together and yeah, starting from the ground up together. Definitely, definitely helps. Yeah. Mm. So what you guys, you know, what you guys are sort of bring, bringing across is a very strong. Uh, message, you know, you're, you're promoting a very strong message, you know, with mental health being an issue. If we go back in time, um, and I, I've spoken to, you know, my dad, my parents about this, and back in the old days, you know, it, I guess uh, if, it, if it was an issue with mental health, you know, people didn't look looked completely different back then as the, as people are starting to look on mental health now. People didn't know what it was. And uh, they didn't know yeah. what it was. Um, there was like, you'd hear only very, you know, low number of people that would, uh, that you would hear. Your dad said he, when he grew up, only knew one person that committed suicide or yeah. something. But um, this day, we're going for a different generation now where we sort of, you know, the, the kids are, are growing up differently to how um, their parents were growing up and these social factors 
one of the things that's really, um, I think, I mean, from what I've seen and what people we've discussed, one of the biggest things that does affect people's mental health is in the last 10 years, it's been social media and the whole impact yep. uh, that, that social media has had on the way people actually think about things. Yep. Uh, what have you found with social media? Well, the social media side, it's a massive, yeah, I could talk about that for hours, but like the the way, I, it was, this is another TED talk I listened to um, over Christmas, and it was a guy, uh, he was speaking about how one of the main contributing factors to people having really poor uh, mental health this day and age is that we don't have tribes anymore, like we don't have our communities, like and we're all, there's so much infighting and you just go on social media now and someone will put a, especially anything political or whatever, climate change, you know. Um, it's just, there's no reasoning behind anything anymore and there's just so much yelling and screaming and you're wrong, I'm right. Social you know, media is giving idiots a voice. Fuck you, you know, it's, yeah, it's a nightmare, right? Yeah. Um, so we're actually, there's too much, even though the ironic thing is on a global scale, it's the least conflict ever in history, ever, but from a actual uh, social. social person, we, mm. we've, we've never been further drifted apart, even though we're so connected as well at the same time. So yeah, it's sort of... The, yeah, it was talking about how um, they were doing case studies uh, in Manhattan. They were getting people who, um, yeah, severe depression and, and social um, anxiety and, and suicidal um, tendencies. They, they gathered them all together uh, and said, um, we want you guys to uh, come together once a week um, and do some sort of activity together. Uh, and, you, you know, you can't talk um, about um, stuff that makes you upset. Like, we want, yeah, to happiness and and joy and, and, and bring people together uh, and what they did they decided to create a community garden um, and their symptoms just absolutely fell away they'd never been happier they came together they had a sense of belonging and community and they had friends and um, they strived off that and it was really interesting to see um, or hear that, that that made such a big difference and I think now um, yeah more than ever um, that's what we need is to, to get back and, and be a part of a, a broader group of, of people that are like minded and um, yeah, willing to hear you, hear you out and, and get stuff off your chest, basically. And that's yeah. what we're doing with Trade Month. That's too. what we're doing. The Trade Month shirts are all obviously about starting conversations and human interaction on a, on, a, on a face-to-face level, but also this conversation about social media, it's a hilarious one because it's one of the cornerstones of our business. And so we're using it for what we perceive to be good. Um, but, you know, I guess that's up to... Well, that's what we think anyway. You know, mm. I'm sure that we're, we're trying to put some good vibes out there through social mm. media. So that's an awesome tool. But mm. man, I don't think we fully understand it's you know the, the repercussions of this social shift yet fully. Mm. Like mm. it's mm. you know we're only just scratching the surface of it now okay. and the effects that it's got. Mm. Mm. I guess uh, other sort of um, people that are sort of pushing the same, not the same, but in the in the same uh, breath. As far as you know, being you know mental health aware and all that sort of thing, that are doing great things in this part of the world. Is there anybody else there that's sort of giving you guys sort of uh, checks, inspiration, that sort of thing? Checks, inspiration, probably more motivation to, yeah, to, to do what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of uh, yeah. It's just a, there's just so much stuff out there that just seems far too surface level, and, and there's just sort of yeah. Not enough. It's just not enough action. Um, so we're, yeah, our social enterprise work where companies activating people on a daily basis. So getting 
people to talk about mental health through these shirts. But then, yep. yeah, we've got our non-for-profit foundation as well that's going to be the actual tangible change and um, yep. the the real shift in, in helping people um, on a long-term basis, basically, and, and really try and shift the, the statistics that we're seeing at the moment. There can't be enough. I don't think in this space there can't be enough um, awareness and, and positive yeah. work going on. Um, I mean, it'd be great if uh, I think a lot of I think a lot of the messaging out there could be better and is missing the mark for the uh, the actual sort of the target audience. I suppose the, this is the biggest issue for fourteen to forty four year old blokes, mm. and I think a lot of people understand that statistic but they forget that when they're when they're actually communicating about mental health and they're actually forgetting that these are the types of people that need to be like they need to kind of understand and retain the message mm-hmm. um so yeah it'd be good if we could i mean that's i think what we're trying to do is take it down to a, a much more sort of relatable level mm-hmm. for that demographic specifically because they're the ones that, that need it more more than any but of course you know there's a whole lot of age brackets and every, there's no one that's unaffected by mental health so yeah it, uh, I mean the, the thing that sort of comes out is it doesn't um, you know obviously with mental health it doesn't discriminate with age well we've all got mental health that's a thing people mm. just don't seem to yeah all fully understand and grasp it's like we've all got it we need to start looking after it and everyone is literally uh, seconds away at any point in their life from a traumatic event that will completely change their circumstance and if you don't understand mental health or if it's something that you haven't been affected by it's only a matter of time yeah it's only a matter of time until a traumatic event happens in your life Mm. like losing a loved one for whatever reason that Mm. can completely flip your world upside down yeah and you've seen so many you know times over the years where that's affected how that affects people Mm. for sure for um, sure it's yeah um what else have I got there? So I guess uh, any sort of final messages or for any sort of advice for the listeners of the of the podcast or or the <coughs> Brisbane generally. Brisbane generally, um, probably yeah. I don't know. Our, our focus this month is sort of yeah, resetting routine and, and self assessment. I suppose isn't it? Just checking in with yourself, seeing where you're at, making yourself the priority, um, and yeah, just seeing where you're at and where you want to go, basically. For sure. Yeah, I wrote an, an article in the Mutt Chronicle, um, which you can find on the Trademark website. Um, but yes, I had a quick look at the website. Related to uh, related to purpose and blokes, a lot of blokes out there feeling like they don't have a purpose or, you know, don't know what their purpose in life is and being stuck in dead-end jobs. But I suppose a message that I'd like to get across is do whatever the hell it is that you want to do today because it's all it's all you've got just have a crack and stop giving a shit about what anyone thinks of you you know and i mean it's easy to say that when you're in a good frame of mind yeah it's about trying to geez i wish i could give self-confidence to people Mm. and just like hand it to them there you go here you go you know what i mean it would be be great interestingly i mean we get i'm still looking at these last two years as different sort of themes when I sort of was doing the podcast in January last year I sort of tried to coin 2019 as the year of confidence yeah okay cool sort of caught on a little bit yeah yeah. (laughs) I mean what happened was you know Triple J's Hottest 100 the the winning song was Confidence by Ocean Alley I don't know if you knew that but uh, remember listening to that yes and there's another band getting rid of confidence man 
Yeah, I've I've seen, I've seen Confidence Man live too. I love them. They're great, uh, great. They're just, yeah, they, they're fantastic. Saw them once at the Triffid. Um, but yeah, that was the year of confidence, 2009. And I think, I mean, the way you want to coin a year like 2020 is you want to sort of give it a, a, a sort of moniker of not so much new beginnings. Everyone's begun, but more of a case of you know what you guys are sort of you know bringing through in your message. Is it's all about the you know it's all about being good blokes, a community, you know, good community. Yeah, it's all about making the community better. Yeah, building better communities is what Apex, um, you know, what one of our taglines that we've used in Apex over the years, you know, on the back of the shirts, mm. um, building better communities is what what uh, you know we should be striving to do, and and there's plenty of ways that that, that can happen. Yeah, definitely. I think probably um, yeah, just just. Looking after yourself first, and then um, yeah, then you're going to be a, a good contributing factor to that community that you're in. Basically, I think that's a, a big thing we try and yeah focus on is is making yourself a, a big priority. I think in, in retro, I mean we we have got off to a fairly good start from some of that messaging with the way I guess people in Australia and around the world have, have supported. Um, you know what's what's happening in, in the bushfires, for example. Yeah, there's been a there's been a very good support uh, when it comes to certainly with funds donated. Definitely, um, yeah. they've raised a lot more funds than they probably should. In, when you think about it, yeah, it's incredible. But, uh, which is incredible, and it just shows you that people care and that Australians are very charitable people. They they really are, and even a lot of the overseas countries have now sort of shown their hand as that they can be charitable as well. And we don't know that some of these countries are like that because we never see it yeah uh, so it's good to see you know support from people in america and we got like the ufc for example threw in a quarter of a million dollars so yeah and i think there was a quarter of a million or half a million from vanuatu this is a poor country very yeah very small very poor australian dollars well, <laughs> that's just a joke i'm just joking <laughs> i think you stumped me <laughs> no we'll find that out but um yeah, I think that's the, the final message here. Yeah, I really thank you guys for uh, coming on the podcast today. We'll get this uploaded. You can share it around, but you guys are certainly going to keep very busy anyway with your own podcast. Thanks, yeah. Um, but thank you very much uh, for uh, letting me take an hour of your time today. No worries. And, uh, yeah, it's been great to meet you both. Hope we can catch up again down the track, you know. I know Definitely. Brisbane's a small place. We'll probably run into each other one day, or I'm sure. <laughs> when we're know. building that community. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, you know, it was ten years ago. It was that um, the floods were in existence? Yeah. Not ten. Uh, yeah, oh, nine years ago. Yeah, yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. So right, yeah, that, yeah. that showed how you know how much of a community Brisbane was. The mud Brisbane. army. The mud army. That was part of that. Oh, yeah, part of that great. too. Yeah. <laughs> Epic. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, thanks. Thanks very much. That was Ed Ross, Daniel, Allen, Trademutt. Uh, great workwear clothing, very bright, lots of colours, lots of different designs. Um, have a look at the Facebook page, trade, just Google uh, Facebook Trademutt, uh, trademutt.com is it? Yeah, that's it. For the, for the website. Uh, it's, it's a great, certainly great what these guys have done. And it's obviously the underlying message here, we've got to look after one another. Everyone has got mental health that they need looked after as well. So thank you very much, guys. Awesome, thank you. Thanks, mate. No worries. <laughs>